Hello and welcome back to the Revision Hub. Our aim is to make learning simpler and to give you more confidence to aim higher in your exams. Don't forget to stay tuned by following us as we'll be releasing new episodes every Thursday. This episode, we will focus on the poem Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. He was a romantic poet who was an aristocrat and an atheist. He hated the monarchy as they oppressed the ordinary person and he hated the idea of absolute power. He even got kicked out of university for publishing blasphemy and speaking against God, which was a sin at the time. Romantic poets tend to focus on emotion with experiences that are tense and like to focus on the power of nature due to the art and literature influence which was big in the late 1700s. Ozymandias is the Greek name for the ruler Ramses II, who ruled from 1279 to 1213 BCE. As a ruler, he declared for large statues of him to be built. The British Museum acquired a large part of a statues of Ramses II from Egypt, which inspired the poem Ozymandias to be written. Ozymandias was published in the January of 1818. The idea of an incomplete statue inspired Shelley to write a poem about the aspirations of human power, which would ultimately lead to their demise due to the superior power of nature. It is key to note at this time Napoleon was also being kept as a prisoner on St Helena, and he claimed himself an emperor, which didn't end well for him, but the idea of the French overthrowing the monarchy sparked Shelley's political views and helped contribute to the underlying message within Ozymandias. This poem tells the second-hand story of the exploration and the discovery of part of a statue of a former king who is boastful of his power. Only one line is said by the narrator, and the rest is by the traveller. However, ironically, his statue has crumbled and deteriorated away over time, due to nature, so only ruins remain. In conclusion, the deteriorating power of Ozymandias, aka human power, is lost and only visible through the crumbling statues which are ruined by nature and time, proving its superiority and therefore reinforcing the idea that human power is temporary. Power, arrogance and pride are the main attitudes felt in this poem. Poem is structured as a sonnet, which is usually used for love and romantic poems, which also includes a regular rhyme scheme. Ozymandias, however, doesn't follow a regular sonic rhyming scheme, which could be argued to hint at the idea that human power can be destroyed. It's crucial to note that the story is in second hand, making the reader even more distant from the king than usual. So Shelley builds up an image of the statue, homing in on different parts, and ends with the vast desert, emphasising how unimportant this statue and the ruler is. Iambic pentameter is used in this poem, but is often disrupted. This could hint that human power is temporary, as of how often it is broken. Irony is experienced throughout the poem, expressing Shelley's hatred of oppression and belief of overthrowing those with power. This is shown as there's nothing for Ozymandias to boast about, which was shown with Shelley using aggressive language, which makes this ruler insignificant. Poem starts with, I met a traveller. 
showing that the narrator has not shown any interest in Ozymandias till now, which emphasises how unimportant Ozymandias is after time has passed. The poem follows the, with the quote, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone, which emphasises the size and height. Trunkless means without a torso, showing that the statue is broken and destroyed and not complete anymore. Shelley then paints the picture of this statue in a desert, possibly hinting that as no life is present, it is all absent. He emphasises the decline of power that Ramesses II has experienced. Shattered visage is also a key quote to analyse. The visage is a face, therefore the face of Ramses is damaged beyond repair, which is ironic as someone that created and upheld so much power couldn't control the power that is the effects of time. Probably the most important quote of this poem is the quote, sneer of cold command. We analyse this in more detail later, but it is expressed that all were in fear of Ramesses, emphasised by the alliteration, and the sculptor knew of the arrogance of this ruler, therefore sculpted his face the way that all see him, as an arrogant ruler. The next line has survive and lifeless on it. Two polar opposites create irony once again, that only art can live beyond human power, but as it is ruined shows the decline and not immortality of human power that Ozymandias desires. The pedestal is a raised platform which is often used for holy books showing their importance, or with statues in this case. The idea that this statue is raised and therefore should be cherished emphasises the arrogance of Ozymandias as he can apparently do no wrong due to the fact he's so important. This so-called ruler then claims that he is the king of kings also a very crucial quote to use, that he challenges those that are ye mighty and has the ambition to be superior and all-powerful, or omnipotent. He tells others to despair, and once again irony is present as he forces others to despair at his work, yet it is crumpled by the power of nature and time. He boasts that no one can be as powerful as him, which is a small threat as he has a demand to have a sense of his own power. We find out this power doesn't last long, as the line 12 talks of decay of a colossal wreck, directly telling us that human success and achievements are tiny and insignificant to time. Two alliterations follow, boundless and bare, and lone and level. The first alliteration talks of the desert, seeming unlimited and empty, with no life. Nature has overthrown Ramses and has made him and his statue insignificant. The other quote emphasises the emptiness of the desert, and the idea that it is level, no human on top or on bottom. Things like dunes have stripped Ramses of his power, ending the power emphasising the temporary power of humans. The themes of Ozymandias are as follows, the power of humans and nature, and the negative emotion of pride. The power of humans is clearly represented as temporary, as the king abused his power and arrogantly told others to essentially worship him and his achievements, hindered at by sneer of cold command and despair. But now his quote-unquote works are gone and his statue has toppled, showing his power is gone. 
Through irony, the contrast of Ozymandias's thoughts and beliefs with the truth of his insignificant accomplishments is highlighted by Shelley, especially by the alliteration of Boundless and Bare Desert. Humans will use power to benefit themselves and can abuse the power, but compared to nature and time, it is insignificant. Good comparisons for temporary human power are Tissue, London and Storm on the Island. Pride tends to lead to arrogance, which is shown here and in My Last Duchess, which is a really good comparison poem as both rulers abuse their power. Pride is shown in Ozymandias as the king has an order for a pedestal for the statue, emphasising the power he abused with his arrogance and pride. He even calls himself the king of kings and commands others to submit to his power and look and despair at his work. Sneer of cold command suggests his thoughts of others being inferior and unworthy of being treated with any kindness. Thank you so much for listening to our analysis of Ozymandias by Percy Shelley. We really hope you enjoyed this episode, so remember to follow us to know about our latest episodes. Next week we will do another poem, so look forward to seeing you then. Bye!